What up, world? What up, world? What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another session of Untherapy. Today, we're going to do something a little different. We've got a lot of, when I say a lot of, we got a lot of messages about some of our sessions and about some of the ways that we think and about some of the people who think those things. So, so we want to get between or behind the minds of the people who actually think these things. We want to really dig deep into this theology. So today, on the hot seat, we got Lady J. Hey, I'm Therapy Base. Now, are you ready? Because we want to kind of get deep down into some of the things that you said and some of the thoughts that you had. And we want to see if you still feel those same ways or if you feel stronger about it. But are you ready for the hot seat today? The Therapy Base want to know the nitty gritty, the truth. I'm here for it. I'm going to be 100% real. And you know what? I'm going to spill the tea. Whatever y'all want to know, I'm going to keep it 100. So I'm ready. All right. You sure you're ready because it's a lot of questions that we got. Oh, I bet they're spicy, huh? I don't know. We about to find out. But if you say you're ready, then that's what it is. So ready. first, we're going to go to one of our sessions. It was called Nick's Cannon. Okay. And this is the question that they asked. It was stated that you said, as soon as you post him, he fails you. So <laughs> you remember that, don't you? I do. So the question is, if that's the case, then why post him? I feel like there's nothing wrong with wanting to show off the person you're with, right? But I think what a lot of us would tend to happen is we, we're eager to do it. And then once we do it, we realize that it has more of an impact than we think, right? So I, in no way am I saying don't post your man, but in a lot of instances with me, as soon as I post them, it's kind of like, then, you know, you got these people, basically when you post the person you're with, you now open your relationship to all of social media land. So you got right. people who may know your partner from way back when or whatever and have tidbits of their life. Now you're opening it to everyone's opinion. Right. So he could fail you in private. But the thing about posting it is when everybody knows, everyone has an opinion. I feel like if you feel like your relationship concrete and most of them nowadays aren't, a um, couple sessions ago, like I said, I've saved a lot of women from heartbreak and allowed them to be wives because I don't respond to their boyfriend's DMs, right? Right. I, I feel like if you feel like your relationship is concrete, post them. But my experience is as soon as you post somebody, they failed me every single time. It's like, and it's like clockwork. 48 hours that picture is up it's like I'm hearing oh he did a b c d and e and outside opinions don't really hold too much weight in my relationships but it's kind of like I'm a Pisces so it's like you tell me something and even though it may not impact me directly I can't get over it <laughs> it's gonna rewind in my head until I bring it up and all I'm saying if you ain't ready don't post your man ever matter of fact the best time to post your man is after the wedding and the first child then post them there's nothing mm. more concrete than that but he still might fail you so just be ready just be ready i got you now, now do you I, i'm going to try to withhold as many opinions as possible <laughs> to myself okay. I I know know. I wanna, no 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 i'm a professional I'm, I'm a i'm a professional coach right <clears throat> so i have some questions though do you feel like social media validates your personal relationship oh okay it does hold weight it does hold okay weight. yeah completely validated i'm gonna say no once you put something on social media you're allowing the public the masses to have an opinion 
And I still feel how I feel when I said, when a man is very reluctant about posting you on social media, I kind of feel like he may be hiding something or he's not, he doesn't have the entire foot through the door. He only has like big toe, but he's not ready. I don't want to say it validates the whole relationship because I feel like that takes away from, you know, the intimate things you all do, the, the vacations, the trips, the nice things of bringing flowers, but everybody wants to be seen, right? Everybody wants to feel like they're that girl. Like your man wakes up and posts you as his woman crush Wednesday, vice versa, man crush Monday. Everybody want to feel loved externally as well as internally. I feel like there should be a healthy balance. If I'm hiding someone from social media, I got a whole roster stacked up behind him. There has to be some reason why. And I feel like where us as women, we're, we, we're drawn back a lot when men say they don't want to post their spouse or significant other on social media, we will automatically think it's someone else. And it just may be. Because I feel like if I'm 10 toes down, show me off. That's that's interesting because I was leading to one question, but as the more you spoke, I have to ask another question okay. that was given to us. So maybe we'll double back to that other question a little bit. But it was a time in the podcast or the session that we had that you said anybody I'm not comfortable posting means I wasn't 100% committed to them. 100%. Question is, is anything less than 100% a commitment? Okay. Listen, if you're going to incriminate yourself in anything, I know there's a hot seat, but I want you to be able to live oh, life after this. Man. So if you're going to incriminate yourself, then don't I, answer. I'm going to say yes. If it isn't 100%, I don't want it. I don't want 99.9. .9. I want 100. If it's anything less than 100%, it's not authentic. Right. But the question, that's, that's a beautiful way to answer. But that's not the question. <laughs> the question, <laughs> you said you weren't 100% committed to them. If you, if you say you're not comfortable posting them, it means that you weren't 100% committed to them. I'm saying that is anything less than 100% from you a real commitment? No. So you weren't committed at all to these people? I'm not saying I would. You complete the fifth. You complete the fifth. No, no. It's the hot seat. I owe, I owe right. a therapy right. the real answer. So I'm, right. I'm going to keep it a buck. Okay, okay. Anything less than 100, that means I was not committed. I might have hurt mm. some feelings, but that's what it is. From what I gather... You were saying that anything less than 100% is not a real commitment. That means you weren't committed. Cool. You're also saying that social media holds weight, but it doesn't necessarily validate the entire relationship. If it doesn't validate the entire relationship, then why does it cause so many breakups? I don't think it's the social media that causes the breakups. I think it's the conversations that happen in the relationship after the discussion of social media, right? Mm, okay. So... I, I feel like it's the unrealistic expectation that may be set from one partner and not explained to another. So social media as a whole, it does not cause breakups. I know that's that goes around, there's memes and stuff, but that does not cause a breakup. It's the conversation, it's the rebuttals, it's the self-doubt and the questioning mm -hmm. of the relationship after it that causes a breakup. I mean, social media could be just like one, one element and the conversation could move from there, but it's everything else beyond it. Because if I bring up social media and saying, I feel uncomfortable, and then the conversation goes to, I want you to make me feel more comfortable. And you're saying you refuse to post me and you're not giving an alternative, that will then create a rift. So I feel like that could be anything. That could be finances, whatever it is. I'm talking about, I'm not okay with your finances. I'm 
holding all the bills, I'm paying all the bills, and you're not giving an alternative to help pad the situation, unless you super, super reckless out here. Like, I mean, I know men who are in relationships, but they're reckless, they're un- they're commenting under everybody's picture, they're liking people's picture, and in essence, if you're out here embarrassing your partner, I could see how that could cause a breakup, but social media essentially shouldn't be the driving force to the end of a relationship no that makes sense listen this is this is your life you're talking about so you can't you can't be wrong we can question it Mm -hmm. but you can't you can't be wrong you know but that's a good answer you know because like you said it's those it's those other little things Mm -hmm. um like self-doubt you know insecurities things like that that are just being enhanced because of social media or Mm -hmm. like you said you can be flat out reckless you can just be doing your thing out here and just getting caught so yeah okay great i don't want to get too many of my opinions out there so we're gonna keep it that you answer these questions you're doing you're doing a great job you're doing a great job right so i have a question about your roster spots right you spoke about your roster spots before and you kind of had two different opinions in two different sessions so i'm gonna so i'm gonna ask you so we can clarify it for all your untherapy base do you still believe in giving up your roster spots pre-marriage holistically (laughs) i don't think anyone should give up their roster when they're dating if they're not dating to marry now if you are in a relationship with someone where you are dating to marry and you really believe that this person could be the one for you and i'm not going to throw out twin flames soulmates because that sends us into another realm of conversation but if you really feel like looking at this person comprehensively as a whole that you're willing to take the good with the bad and this person will be the one for you get rid of your roster so you can be fully focused on this person and making it work but girl if you out here or men women if you out here just trying to date have fun you ain't really looking for the one but if he stumbles he or she stumbles across you cool with that too don't give up your roster like if you're not seriously dating keep your options open please do not put all your eggs in one basket because these men and women will fail you. But if you are seriously dating, cut everybody in your peripheral off because the time that you're using to keep your roster going is time you're taking away from building a real life connection that could truly be your person 20 years from now. So I have a question. Serious dates or serious dating can also become failures from the standpoint of you didn't get married. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal. So mm-hmm. if you're seriously dating and you get rid of your roster and this serious dating that you did, now you have to start a whole new team all over again? Is that what is that what happens? Or do you try to get your old roster back? How does that work? I feel like from previous experience in my previous life, I'm not talking about that current, right? If that relationship didn't work out, I'm gathering back the troops. Like, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> I'm gathering back the troops. Gotcha, I'm gotcha. hitting them up like, Hey, hey, stranger. Long time. Hey, my bad. Let's adopt that. Hey, big I, I'm not a texter. Like, I know I'm a millennial. I'm in my 20s, but I'm not no texter. For gotcha. some reason, I'm a phone call girl. So if I pick up the phone and call you and, it ha- and it's been a while, you already know what it is. I'm like, so, hey, friend. What you up to? Yeah, what you been up to? Exactly. So okay. I have doubled back and re- re uh what did i call it call it an army enlist i really yeah, re-enlisted you re-enlisted <laughs> yeah so back on the list 
exactly my <laughs> roster. And every time I've done that, when something didn't work out, the roster was still there. Like they was just waiting to get back on the court. They was like, mm-hmm. tag me in. They was just waiting. But I will say I'm big on not hurting people's feelings, right? So I'm a, I'm a serious dater. In my early 20s, I was a casual dater, but from mid-20s on when I just knew I wanted to be a wife and a mother, I'm a serious dater. I would say when having a roster, make sure all of them are on the same page. Like you don't need a mixed bag of chips, right? You don't need people on your roster who are serious daters when you want to casually date because that's how you hurt people's feelings. And you don't make sense. Right. So if you know you're casually dating, make sure your roster, those are all men who are casually dating and it's not hard to find. Mm -hmm. And if you know you're trying to seriously date, make sure your roster are filled with men who want to wife you, who don't want to wife you, but they want a wife in their life for the long run. You don't want to be out here just hurting feelings left and right with somebody thinking you they one and only when they're just one on the roster. And I know we always hear stories about that happening to women, but it happens to men too. The stories may not be as popular, but it happens. And I feel like those are important conversations that need to be had because having a roster and options is great. Everybody likes going to a restaurant and having five entrees to pick from, right? It wouldn't be a restaurant if they only had one. Right. But when you're shuffling through the entrees on the menu, there's one that you like the most because most people only get one entree, especially if they go on a date with coach. <laughs> when they go listen, out, listen, it's not about me right now. We're going to get to me one day, one day soon. All right. All right. But, you know, <laughs> you, you have your favorite. So I feel right. like you have your favorite, but I feel like that's something you truly have to identify because, like I said, you don't want to be out here as that girl or that guy who's creating confusion because you don't know what you want. And I've always been big on that. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm seriously dating, I let a man know that. Like, don't confuse me because you don't know what you want. Don't right. mess with my feelings and mess with my aura. Don't, don't mess with my zen if you're unsure. Because I will be more happy with you saying, hey, I don't think this is what I want right now. I'm unsure. Let's take a step back and then let's start, let's spin the block when we both know what we want. But don't come bringing confusion to my life because you're unsure. And I feel like you just have to, to have a proper roster. And dang, I don't know. Am I training people to be F boys and F girls? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, man, people have their own mindset. You're right. So <laughs> I to them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I'll just say, make sure your roster is what you want it to be don't have no mixed bag I feel like a true player is somebody who could keep it 100 and still keep a roster I don't respect the people who are lying to all these people just to get get what they want and one thing about me back in the day I always kept it a book like I would be I'm a very honest person so and that's how I knew I knew what I was doing I, I don't have to lie to you so wait 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 because that's going to send us back to the question about okay. the 100% commitment. Mm-hmm. If you was keeping it a buck, did you tell these people? Yeah. That they wasn't 100% being committed to? Oh, well. Let's move on. So um, <laughs> let's, 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 let's move on. You know, we're, we're friends. No, no, no need to have you uh, tomatoes thrown at you in the, in the public or anything like that. Right. <laughs> but you're doing, listen, you're doing amazing. Listen, if, if, if we could do an applause sign right about now, we ain't got it, but we will. But we will be giving you an applause right now. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you this question because this is a question somebody had. 
Um, what exactly is woman's intuition in your opinion? And does it truly exist? I don't know if woman's intuition truly exists. Okay. I, I think intuition truly exists. Um, okay. But I think how I've heard woman's intuition described, which is very biased because I really think it only has to do with relationships when I've yeah. heard woman's yeah. intuition. Um, yeah. I don't usually use that terminology. However, I do know in general, I have a strong intuition, not just with relationships, but friendships, everything. Yeah. I have a strong intuition, but women's intuition, how I've heard it described, it really just knowing when someone is doing you wrong as it pertains to a relationship. Got you. Now, the second part of the question is, why does the intuition always come after the heartbreak? Hindsight is 2020. I think that's what it is. I feel like when you're in a relationship, especially when you think you were in love with someone, uh, it's a lot of rose-colored glasses, right? There's a lot of things that we overlook because it's kind of like a mix of he wouldn't do me like that and nah, it can't be like that. I do yada, yada, yada. He does yada, yada, yada. It couldn't possibly be like this if we're doing that. So I think women's intuition for a lot of people comes after the fact, and it's unfortunate, is because you're now outside of that bubble that you, that perfect bubble that you've created for you and your partner. You're now looking at it through a glass and you're realizing that yo, I should have caught on when he lied about this. Of course, he would have lied about this as well. And I'm, no one is at fault because I've definitely been in those situations where I had friends on the outside like, girl, I don't think, I don't think. And I'm just like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I know him. He wouldn't do that. And he did exactly what I said he wouldn't do. So I think it's just that hindsight being 2020 type vibe, right? It's, when you're on the outside looking in and seeing how far you've come, it's easier to detect your flaws than when you're going through something. Now, there are some women who have amazing intuition when they're going through it, but they don't have the strength or they don't even have the willpower to pull the cord at that point because they want to they want to work on it. Like right. I think a lot of women were were fixers, right? Mm -hmm. We want to fix things. We want to make sure things work and we'll bend a lot and I'm not saying men don't do this either because I'm sure maybe there's men's intuition I just haven't heard of it but you know we want to bend <laughs> and mold and fix things into our perfect lifestyle I know a lot of, of my female friends who they got the wedding plan they just wait to drop the groom in like it's nothing and I've given up on that type of mentality years ago because it doesn't work like that unfortunately I think it's just that hindsight aspect of it when you're out of something you're out of the smoke and everything is clear now and it's kind of like I should have caught these red flags but it's okay and I feel like that's how you create diamonds like once you, once you hit rock bottom with certain types of relationships I feel like for a lot of people especially for myself from experience that's what taught me to know what to stand for what not and what I didn't want and what I did want in a future relationship. Every time a relationship failed for me, it helped to build me into a better person and know the red flags to detect. And I, I mean, I'm not saying I got the whole playbook, but mm -hmm. I don't know. That's an ebook right there. Just, just, we're going to make an ebook. Listen, just for that. We, the, I just might have to make an ebook. Who knows? On therapy talks, whatever. <laughs> That's it. The red flags that it ain't trendy. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, you feel me? 
But every relationship should really build you up to your next one. Now, I'm not saying, I, I know people be like, should you look for a relationship while you're in a relationship? Well, do you go shopping for shoe shopping with no shoes on? I got the analogy, but I feel like every relationship should build you into a better person for right. your person. Yeah, I think I think that's, yeah, because it was, I always hear about women's intuition, you know, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I, but it, it seems to only come up. It never comes up before you meet the person. Like, not before you meet them, but like before you get into a relationship. It always comes within the relationship or as time goes on. It's never like when you meet them, you're like, nah, the intuition kicks in now. Nope. Kicks in a whole while later. And now you have a whole, you know, three, four chapters of a book you can write because of it. So, but that's a, that was a, that was a good question. I, I like that question. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll spend a session or so on that one day. But, um, you halfway through these, man. You, you're doing good. Okay. You're really, really enjoying this, man. This is this is good stuff, right? So now we're gonna go to I ain't got it, mom. Okay. That was a session that we had. Now we talked about finances. So there's two questions that kind of marry each other. So I ask you both at the same time. Okay. It says you don't really care about finances till later on when it's time to live together, right? Okay. But we date to find long-term relationships, you know, hopefully. Should our financial concerns be displayed earlier? That's the first question. Second question is, do you still believe that you should wait until moving in before asking about finances? All right. So you know how we always talk about things we learn at the end of um, therapy sessions. Yeah. Honestly, my, my original opinion on that has done a complete 180. I love it. Um, finances is stuff that you should talk, out, talk about out the gate. Yep. There is no, uh, do not wait till you move in with a man to talk about finances. I know what I said before, but you know, these sessions are about growth, right? And, yep. you know, not changing who you are, but bettering yourself every single day. And I definitely feel like I'm a person who tries to better themselves every single day by everyone I learn new things. So finances is imperative. And I never understood the concept until up to late, lately, I started right. understanding the importance of it. So yeah. if like, and this goes back to, are you casually dating or are you seriously dating? If you are seriously dating and you see yourself living with this person, having children with this person, going the, going the long run with this person, talk about finances. Because if we talk about marriage, literally what's yours is his, what's mine is yours whatever way you want to say it you don't want to marry someone and be shocked to find out he's five hundred thousand dollars in debt which is now your debt too right yeah. Yeah. or you don't want to marry someone who is okay with living paycheck to paycheck when you know that makes you uncomfortable and before we even get to marriage you know i'm i'm still still a firm believer that you should live with someone before you marry them and that's just my belief i know people think otherwise i have friends who did not live with their spouse before they got married and they're happily married today and I, I am proud of them but for me i want to live with someone prior because i'm very particular with how right. I like things in my house and things like that. And I just feel like that's not the type of surprise I want to walk into, just like yeah. your finances. There's no way we are moving in together if I don't know your gross pay, if I don't know how much is in your savings account, if I don't know if I can't pay my bill, if I can't pay all the bills this month, can you? 
And if you yeah. can't, this isn't somewhere we need to be living. Like, honestly, in 2021, the economy is so unstable due to the pandemic. So if you're starting a relationship now or thinking about moving in with a partner now, like finances is more important than ever. A lot of people have been losing their jobs. A lot of people weren't able to get jobs. A lot of people are starting back over jobs. 401ks weren't a big deal to a lot of people up until late. And going back to the sessions and remembering some of the things I prioritized and some of the things I didn't, mm-hmm. finances is something I definitely should have prioritized, but it's not too late for me. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I don't live with my partner yet, so it's not too late for me. It's now it's something I know I'm going to sit down and fix. And I know, I think what I would do at this point before I live with someone, we are going to go to a wealth manager, maybe a financial coach and um, just have someone to mediate and have a sit down. And what can you afford? What can you afford? If I can't afford this this month, can you still afford this? That's something, uh, that's a step I know I'm going to take in the future because ain't nobody trying to be out here broke. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. A big turnoff to me is living paycheck to paycheck. I done been in school getting all these degrees too long. I've been working too hard to live paycheck to paycheck. And I'm not saying your financial mentality has to be exactly the same as mine, but you have to understand that one of my, I I don't have many fears. I don't fear, I don't have many fears, but one of my biggest fears is being broke because I feel like, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm too talented and knowledgeable to be broke, right? I have too many different things I excel in, right? So what me saying, it's what me saying one of my biggest fears is being broke. You have to understand that if you're okay with living paycheck to paycheck, that's too close to being broke for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that does. And that will cause more arguments than cheating, everything else. Like, ain't nobody want to come home from work. Nobody wants to come home from work. They flip on the light switch. It's not on because Bay didn't pay the bill because Bay used his money to do something else. That, to me, automatic ground for termination of the relationship. We're not doing that. So definitely, you want to talk about that. Like, on therapy base, forget what I said (laughs) earlier. Listen to what I'm saying today talk about finances with your spouse once you get that over find out if they ever filed for bankruptcy find out all of that right even at this point to be honest if you're dating seriously find out all of that before you say yes i want to be your girlfriend yes i want to be your boyfriend because these are things that are going to come up and i kind of feel like it's easier to get those big things out the way to usher in the little problems that won't be big deals policy and stuff like that yeah yeah like the toilet seat ain't nothing if you can't pay the water bill (laughs) yeah yeah, listen ladies and gentlemen we're gonna take a quick pause because this is stuff is important you know Mm. this is a session where you know we tap in you know everybody gives their experiences sometimes you can leave with something new sometimes you leave with the same thought you came in with but it's very important to have these discussions. Finances don't mean everything to everybody. Some people are cool with living the way they live and that's fine. Some people aren't. You wanna make sure that you have those discussions ahead of time because they can really paralyze a relationship later on. Lady Jane trying to live average. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's sown too many seeds into her own life for it to come up empty. So listen, take heed, man. Take heed to the hustler, yeah. man. Maybe one day she'll do a, um, She'll do a whole session regarding hustling. 
you know, and then she'll hit y'all with an ebook right after. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not, I'm not saying she will. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Manifestation. Yeah. That's what I'm Listen, talking about. 2022, we might just drop an ebook from a therapy podcast. Less, the lessons learned from on therapy. I don't know. We might just drop one. Listen, man. Listen, the title of the book is going to be, I'm, I'm scared to be broke. <laughs> we will have 10 chapters on how you can hustle. We, we'll talk about that later. So listen, y'all let us know if that sounds good. You're because it's important, man. It, it's great to be given, we're able to hear different things about relationships, but some people just need to know how to pull themselves up out the gutter. So we're going to sim on that for a little bit, but y'all let us know if y'all want that. All right. So now that we talk about finances, I have a question. I was watching the episode of Martin and he and Gina, they both got a joint account together, right? And it was all kinds of turmoil because of the joint account. He was paying with all kinds of stuff because of the joint account or there's a whole bunch of stuff, right? So my question to you is, if you were a partner and you both end up getting a joint account together because the relationship is serious and then God forbid something happens and you guys break up or you guys are no longer together and the partner takes all the money from the joint account, what you doing next? Oh, <laughs> I'm emptying the clip on his mama. <laughs> um, hey guys, everything is figuratively speaking. This is just <laughs> metaphorically speaking. No one will really empty a clip on anyone. This is just used for entertainment okay. purposes. Please go, Lady J. I, <laughs> you know, we would have a very hard conversation with um, attorneys involved like one thing about me is you're not gonna run off on the plug on me <laughs> <With our Jordan account. laughs> i have think i i i feel like god doesn't put people in situations that they can't handle and that's when i couldn't handle because it's going to be a very hard conversation it's going to be a very hard conversation um that question just really turned me off about joint accounts, actually. Like, just thinking about the possibility of someone, someone running off on the plug, mm-hmm. a.k.a. me. <laughs> Especially when you put majority in. Like, you're not putting the what? same amount in. You, you robbed put, me. You just, I was robbed. You just, got, you just got stuck up with no gun. Man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just, 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 I don't want to upset you anymore. We're going to move on. But it's oh, something to think about. Yeah. Just something to th- it's just something to think about. Not only for you, but for all the untherapy bays out there listening. It's just something to think about. You know? That's because, robbery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should see the episode tomorrow. I don't remember which episode it is. You can YouTube it or Google it. But that was an interesting episode. He said, well, how'd you pay for this, Martin? Nothing but the joint account, baby. He was tearing that joint account up. <laughs> I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know how I'd respond. And I really hope I'm never put in a situation because I feel like in those situations, a lot of people would react before they respond. Yes. Um, and yes. my reaction, if I'm trying to, if I pull up the account and there's nothing in there, oh, my mama, you're going to have to come see me about that one. Like on every well, he's not coming. He's not coming to see you. He probably he probably even the country on your money. You're so right. He's in the country with no extradition uh, treaty. <laughs> like he over here in somewhere. He 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 he's somewhere that the, that the U.S. government can't bring him back. I would be pissed though. Like I don't think that would be something I would bounce back from easily. Like my trust would be shot. <laughs> Good yeah. luck yeah. <laughs> ever getting That's me it. to trust ever again. But yeah, you, um, you'd be a whole different person. Yeah. We're gonna move on. I see you going into a dark place right now. 
So we're gonna move on to, to the next question. It was on session, oh, now I'm out. Question is, do you really believe that a woman's contribution on a first date is merely her existence alone? Do I? <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I believe that everything is a conversation. <laughs> okay. If a conversation is had prior that we're going on a first date, I got the movies, can you get the popcorn, the nachos? I think that's perfect. If the conversation isn't had, I don't believe any expectations should be set. Is that on the woman or are you just saying on the date period? Because if the conversation isn't had and no expectations are set, then you shouldn't expect him to pay either, even if he asked you out. Um, I'm going to say no, only because anytime a man has asked me out, he's covered everything. And anytime I've asked a man out, I've covered everything. So if, to me, from the people I've dated, that has been the norm. But I do understand that different men, they see the norm different ways. Yes. And I, I respect that, honestly. Um, I 100% respect that. But for me, all the men I, I have encountered and dealt with, my norm has been, if he says, I want to take you out, he has paid for dinner, movies, anything we do that night. If I've said, hey, come out with me, I'm covering all expenses. Now, I think depending who you're dating, someone needs to bring it up because if that's my norm and that's not your norm, um, I see where the miscommunication will come in and a lot of people may be offended that you're not doing their norm. For me, I've bumped into people who are norms online. I haven't bumped into someone who I've been put in a situation where our norms didn't align. But I think that's a conversation that could potentially be had on both ends. Right. It's gotcha. never been a conversation I've had. It just ended up working out the way it did. But, right. you know, that's a conversation that could potentially be had on both ends. And it doesn't have to be like, what are you going to pay for? What am I going to pay for? It could more so be, you know, it's it. I think you could ask anybody anything based on tone and the way you phrase things. So that could be easily asked by saying, what is a typical date like when you take a woman out? Or, mm. or for men, what is a typical date like when you've been taken out, right? Right, right, right. So I think once that is asked on both ends, and I feel like it's an open conversation to have, then you could establish your norms. It's not a conversation I've ever had, but I've never been in an awkward situation. But the world is evolving. Love mm. is evolving. The way people find love and dating is evolving. So maybe... You know, hindsight being 2020, maybe those conversations need to evolve as well. And the expectation isn't what it was of the past. Because these uh, generation, where are we at? X, Z? <laughs> um, we're probably, we probably, we, we still floating in the Ys, but the Zs are the ones that's after us. That's like more 2000 to, to present kind of. Who knows if I'm dating a generation Z man? Let's say maybe his norm is going Dutch on everything until you're married. Maybe that that's it. That's not my generation. I'm a full-blown millennial, right? But I think it's now something that does need to be taken into consideration because the evolution of love, things are evolving. Everything ain't yeah. the same. So hindsight being 2020, it's a conversation that could be had on both ends. And it could be very, the way you say it could be, um, what's hat you know what's your norm and go from there that's good i i, I um the few questions i'll have i'll save it okay. but these but these are these are these are i think that's a great way to go about it 
You yeah. kind of got to read the room, understand tones. Okay. When you understand, you know, what somebody's date is normally, and you understand how their date usually ends, <clears throat> because maybe they're spending all that money because they want something at the end of the night. Maybe they spend all this money because they're just raised a certain way or trained a certain way to take to take a woman out, you know? So it all differs depending on people's norms. So um, that's when great. Listen, we, 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 we dwindling down to the last few questions, man. This is this has been really good. There was a question, right? And this is on the one time too many session. Now, there was a lot of things discussed. We're not going to get into details with some of them, just in case any cases are still pending, things like that. Why is the, the question is, why is the get back needed when you find out your partner has cheated? First part of the question. Second part of the question is, do you feel like it's the level of cheating or the fact that they cheated? I think it's a mix of both, right? Okay. So I feel like it also depends on where you currently are in your life. Some people find out their partner cheated and their response is the absolute most. And that is completely okay too. There's no judgment over here, not for me. But I think for a lot of people, the response that they have when they find out their partner has cheated has more so to do with them cheating overall because nobody ever dates someone with the anticipation to be cheated on. Right. right. And for most people that that's the last straw. You knew what we had going on, but you still introduced somewhere, someone else into our bubble and let them know it was okay to enter our bubble. Right. So I feel like the get back has a lot to do. I think for me in the past, it had more so to do with, I can't believe you did me like that after I've A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right. It's kind of just like the audacity that's being sold on, on shelves right now is out outrageous right, right, right. <laughs> yeah yeah it makes sense so it depends where you are i can't say there's any age that you'll reach that if the unfortunate happens and you get cheated on you'll just walk away and not want to get them back in any type of way i won't there's no age limit to that because we're not robots right we're humans we experience feeling and as long as we're living and breathing and we experience feeling and emotion reactions may vary in all situations, you have 18 year olds that will cut somebody off for cheating and just never talk to them again. And they're done. And then we have 45 year olds who'd be like, okay, these tires slashed, <laughs> this house burnt, they mama dead. <laughs> and that's just what it is. But you know, I'm a very strong believer in you are not allowed to do something to someone then decide how they react to it. That is one of the things I stand by. I'm 10 toes down about that. And what that means to me is if you cheat on me, you are not allowed to then generate how I should respond to you cheating. So whatever wow. happens next is now my decision. Wrong or right, it's my decision. Like, and this goes for everything. I, I think about this when it comes to school shootings and things like that. And I know it's a touchy subject and we don't usually talk about subjects like that in our normal sessions. So it's like, and I feel like it's relatable because you hear these the news about school shootings and disclaimer, I don't agree with school shootings. I don't agree with any of this stuff. It's just an example. You hear the news about the shooter was bullied from his freshman, junior, sophomore and senior year in high school. The shooter has been bullied four years straight. Finally, senior year before graduation, he shoots up the school and kills all his bullies. And the sympathy is always for the people who are dead. 
but the sympathy the sympathy is never for the shooter who was mentally terrorized for four years. I feel like as people, we really need to truly understand that for every action, there is a reaction, good or bad. And if you are the person doing the act, you have absolutely no control over how people react. And I feel like if you're going to do give out negative vibes, negative energy, you got to be ready to experience that back tenfold. I'm not saying everyone should walk around in this world an eye for an eye, but I feel like if you're giving out negative vibes, you got to understand that karma is real and something will come back. Like it just doesn't go away. And the same thing I feel about cheating. If you know you're doing your, your partner dirty, you have to know when they find out, they will react. Some people get a, they're ghosted and that's done. Some people get worse. I saw a news clipping the other day about a football player. He was cheating on his wife. Wife found out about him and a mistress. Wife, wife kills the mistress and then herself. First of all, that's crazy. I'm like, why didn't you take him out? <laughs> but wife kills the mistress and turns the gun on herself. I'm sure in none of his wildest dreams, he ever thought that was going to end the way it did. Right? Yeah. In no way. But that's what I'm saying. You can't go around doing stuff to people in this lifetime and then trying to assume how they're going to react. If you do anything to someone, do anything negative, you have to take whatever reaction that is. And even another example, you know, down here in South Florida, road rage is like rain. And then right. you see those incidents of road rage where somebody will blow the horn, get mad, and then the person they're blowing the horn at, horn at and cussing out, they step out their car. This just happened a few months, maybe a month ago. The person stepped out their car, pulled out a gun, and shot and killed the driver. He would have never expected him blowing the horn and cussing somebody out would have caused the end of his life. But right. I feel like the way you move in society, the way you move in general, that determines everything for you, your future, your children, your spouse. So I feel like as people, we just have to be more conscious of everything we do because every little move we make in life, stepping into your car without your seatbelt. One of my friends, it's actually really sad. He passed away about two weeks ago, um, literally on his way from church, he overcorrected, hit a brick pole, died. He didn't have on his seatbelt. I, I don't know what would have happened if he did have on his seatbelt, but had he known that's how his life was going to end at 28 years old, he might have put on his seatbelt that day. So literally, and this goes away from cheating because I think it's even bigger than that when we talk about things like that, reactions, it's life. Every move we make means something for our future. And I feel like that gets lost in the sauce especially when it comes to relationships and dating. Every lie you tell to your partner, that means something to the future. If when the partner finds out, maybe that's a loss of trust in the relationship. Maybe it's something, cheating, infidelity, whatever. Your partner finds out that could be the end of your relationship with someone that was really good to you and you may not find somebody like that again. There's no, good, there's no right or wrong way to act when someone does you wrong. I don't, I'm not holier than thou. I will never sit here and tell a woman, no, don't do that. Just let it go, sis. No, I don't have, I don't, no one, no one deserves a right to tell anybody that you're allowed to react the way you want to react. I mean, I know social norms, right and wrong, but whatever you react the way you want to react. But I think it's just the consciousness of it all. And I'm learning that day by day, every single move we make means something in the long run, especially mm -hmm. because you can't take that back. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I kind of, well, I'm not going to put too much of a 
put me out there. But the question that follows up with that is it's in part of the conversations you hear about women slashing tires, breaking windows, doing a lot of violent things, maybe not necessarily to the person, but to their materials and stuff like that. Can a man get away with doing the same thing or would he be considered psychotic? <laughs> I think men do do the same thing. We just don't hear about it as much. Yeah, I, I think that it's, it's become norm for men to react in an emotional way yeah. when things like even in movies and stuff, they, they kind of gloss over it. But if a man does it, it's like, yo, call the police, you know what I'm saying? Get all this done. You know, this is, you know, it, it's 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 unsafe both ways, but it's not necessarily glorified when women do it, but it's, it's just, I understand he broke your heart. You know what I'm saying? You do what you got to do. But if a man does it, it's like, you know, fam, don't you, don't try that. You shouldn't be doing that. Setting a third. So, you know, I, I have no opinion on it right now because it's your high seat, but it's just an interesting um, thing to talk about. But that leads to our last question regarding Lori's future, our session. And the question says, given Jasmine Sullivan's recent Twitter and IG feed, do you still think women are held more accountable in relationships? Externally, yes. Internally, no. And what I mean by that is I think to the public, women face more scrutiny about who they date, how long they date them, and how many people they date. But internally, I don't, I think it might be even. It's always going to, there's always going to be conversation about like the Lori Harveys of the world, right? She's switching men like left and right. If it don't work, she goes somewhere else, which there's nothing wrong with that. But then when you think about Future and Diddy and all of these other people, and when it comes to them switching relationships, there's literally no comment on it. It's like, okay, he's just trying to find a one. So externally and in the media, women are definitely held under a microscope when men are not. And we're held more responsible for our body. Like, it's kind of like one of those things that I saw this meme the other day. A man will a man will ask a woman, what's her body count? And she says something like five. And he's like, yikes. Then you turn around and ask him what's his. And he says 55. And it's supposed to be okay. So I think right. honestly, publicly and externally, we are held under a microscope microscope and we are held more accountable and responsible for every move we make. But when it's behind closed doors, I think no holds barred. Nobody cares. But, you know, we create media. As somebody that's a communications professional, we create what we see. We create pop culture. We create everything we see in the media. The media can't create itself. I mean, (laughs) crack ain't sell itself, right? Back in the crack era, somebody had to be buying for it to be a crack era, right? So, you know, we create the rhetoric of everything we do and what's acceptable and what's not. And as long as we create that rhetoric, that's what we will see. It's sad to say, it's always women openly talking about what a woman should or should not do. It's rare you see men openly talking about those things. I mean, you have shows like Man Cave and things like that. It's <laughs> us that's having those conversations openly that's making right. it a thing. And I feel like, I mean, I know this one podcast isn't going to change how every woman thinks, but you got to go back and reflect on some things like, you you're worrying about Lori Harvey you're worrying about all these things and blah 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 when you have a daughter what are you going to do when people are saying the same about her if that happens that's that karma listen man this is although I wish this could go on forever 
this session that has to come to a close, man. Lady J, you've been on a hot seat today. You did amazing. You tapped into some different, you know, theories that you've had and theologies that you had. You know, you strengthened some of the opinions that you've had and you changed some of the other ones. But overall, this is an amazing session that, man. Ladies and gentlemen, world, give it up for Lady J. That's the that's the time y'all clap, y'all. I just want y'all to know. It's time y'all clap. We really appreciate y'all tuning in with us to each session, each session at each hot seat, all that good stuff. It's been your people from Untherapy, Coach Ferns, and Lady J, and we out.